0: welcome to the talking minds podcast
1: come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset related issues giving you both the male and female perspective
0: and don't miss out on some of the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests
1: my name is marcus matthews and i'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness.
0: My name is Tracy Carroll. I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence.
1: So let's get going and let the podcast begin. Hey everybody, Marcus here from Talking Minds. Today a truly inspirational podcast uh, from my co-host Tracy Carroll um this one is all about anxiety and this is something that a lot of people suffer with so i know that this podcast is going to bring some inspiration um to those of you that may be suffering and maybe some education to those who know somebody who's suffering with anxiety and how debilitating it can be let's start talking minds welcome everybody to this second part of this podcast um in the last podcast our third podcast that we did um We were talking about my journey today. Your host, Tracy Carroll, is going to talk to you about her journey and you know um, what lessons that she 's learned so without further ado i 'm going to pass you over to Tracy um, Tracy, tell us about your journey.
0: okay, thank you very much, Marcus. So before I start, I would just like to just put in a little prelude um There are people, there are quite a number of people in my life, um, specifically family, who won't have heard this story. Um, And while we were discussing doing these podcasts, I had thought that I may go ahead and have a conversation um, with said people just to kind of clue them in on what happened. Um, But I'm not, although it's not confrontation, I'm not good with that kind of, that side of things opening up it seems quite random to say hey mum dad I had a breakdown it sounds a bit weird um so yeah I just wanted to kind of say in the right here right now before I go into the story that this did happen and anybody who was unaware of it please don't take offence that I didn't uh, clue you in on it there was two reasons behind it the first being the fact that deep down I had the knowledge that only I could fix myself. Um, So there was never a time where I thought that I had to look to others to help me. Um, That's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, as anybody who follows me will know, that I'm very big on trying to end the stigma around mental health issues. And this is one of the reasons, because I felt that, I should be able to cope with everyday life. I should be able to cope with anything and everything that was going on. And the fact that I couldn't and the fact that I got into this state meant that I was weak um, and incapable. And there's a certain um, amount of embarrassment and and obviously the stigma behind it um, that even now that I'm out the other side, as I said a minute ago, it feels really awkward to say, hey, I had an issue. Um, so I wanted to kind of start off with that, um, and apologies to anybody. I really do hope you don't take offense. Um, but the most important thing is that I'm better now and I'm out the other side.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that while, while I was just listening to what you were saying, I absolutely get that completely. And do you find that, I know you said about not wanting to get help cause you know you could get through it yourself. Um, and I, I get that, but do you think it's sometimes that people, won't understand and they'll they'll try and help but not help in the way that you need so they'll tell you what you need to do was that a fear
0: um I don't think it was a conscious one and um, but at the same point I don't think it was a conscious knowledge that I'd done it to myself I don't I don't I really don't think I, I didn't have that knowledge that understanding at that point in my life um but there was just something deep inside that said this is for you to fix and i had no idea how but there was never a desire a need to go and say mom dad help me or um even when i went to the doctor which i'll get onto in a minute um i didn't want someone to fix me i wanted somebody to empower me to
1: fix me absolutely yeah absolutely I, th- I think that's what I was. That's that's what I meant. Is the fact that mm. it's as though people will go. Well, you need to do this, or you need to take a tablet, or you need to do this. But when you're in that position, people can't understand because you can't. No. possible, can you? Unless you're there.
0: Unless you've been through it, you you can't get it, and that's one of the issues that my husband really struggled with. No. He has such a strong mindset, and he's so. Um, Securing himself, that he kind of was just like, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't know what you're going through. And I think it is very hard for those people who do look on and may want to help you. It's an invisible issue. So it's, they can't say, oh, okay, like I'll plaster your hand or I'll take you to the doctors and get a sling. But there is nothing they can really do other than be there to support you. It's very, very difficult for somebody to support you when they have no idea what's going on inside your head.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I've had those same conversations myself with people, Mm. guilt about why couldn't I help you? And it's like, it's, it's not your journey. You've not been on my journey. You don't understand my journey. No. You can't help because you don't have the knowledge. You don't have the tools. You've not trodden that path.
0: Yeah. And I think the biggest thing having gone through our training that I now realize is when somebody comes to you with a problem, because you're not emotionally attached, you will go back with a logical, rational solution. But as you and I both know now, Marcus, it's all about emotion and emotion beats logic every single time. So when somebody says, I feel this way and somebody will come up with a solution like, Oh, go for a walk or do this. And they they mean well, but it doesn't negate the emotion.
1: It's a sticking plaster, isn't it? It's a, it's, we will give you something to cope and you don't want to cope.
0: You want to... Yeah, I don't want to cope. I want to get rid of it. What I think I tell a lot of my clients now is it's like putting, putting a plaster on an open knife wound. Yeah. It doesn't solve the problem underneath. The blood will run through and you will have to replace it. And when you remove that plaster, there's still a gaping hole.
1: Yeah. It's very, very true. And that's why we know RTT is so powerful at fixing that yeah. because it, gets to the bottom of the wound, not only stitches it up, but makes it better than it was before. Which Yeah. Is, yeah. Cool. Right. So let's delve in. I, I'm really interested to find out more about your journey and, and, and you know, what's happened.
0: Okay. So um, I'd, I'd like to start with it all started when, but in hindsight, we always know that it didn't start when you okay. think it started um but several years ago I recall having issues we would uh, my son used to play well he still plays but for a different football team he used to play for this football team and it would require me to walk him um over a couple of fields well nothing nothing big I'd done it for a long long time it was very familiar to me I wasn't in any danger um but something happened and I just recall each time I went, I just felt more breathless. And I would permanently be like, trying to take the biggest, deepest breath because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And panicking about getting to the other side of the field and not being able to breathe, I was like, felt really out of my depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I had no idea what had caused it. I didn't know what was going on. Somehow, innate, you knew that it was anxiety um and I spoke to one of my friends she was a friend at the time um confided in her a little bit sort of said I don't feel really good and I keep getting like this and I don't know why and she said to me oh you really need to speak to your husband tell him what's going on so I was like yeah yeah again as I said in the beginning stuff like that makes me feel very very uncomfortable and I don't I just really felt like it was me standing up going hey I'm weak (laughs) yeah um and since being very, very young, I've always been very small and very tiny. And I kind of was conditioned to believe that I was weak. So I didn't want to back it up by turning around and saying, Oh, I'm struggling. And I knew he wouldn't understand because it made no sense. I'm just walking across this field that I've done a million times. So anyway, each week it would get worse. Um, potentially, I mean, this was kind of like five or so years ago. Um, there may have been other incidences that happened, but these are the ones that stick in my head. And anyway, it got to the point that this one Saturday we'd been training, it'd been quite bad. Um, and I'd really struggled, and I'd almost got to the point where I'd say to my son, Oh, um, you run on over and I'll come over soon, because I didn't want him to see what was going on with me. I didn't want him to be affected. Um, my oldest son was going through some really bad times at the same time as well, which now when I look back, I think was not his fault at all, but um, kind of like the, the final straw. It was the catalyst that kind of just really pushed me over because I couldn't help him. And, and as a parent, you're supposed to be able to help everybody yeah. in your family to, to get through things. Um, And anyway, I decided that I was going to, on this particular Saturday night, I was going to tell my husband what was going on. And I recall we were watching TV and I was sat on the sofa and I was rehearsing the conversation in my head because I wanted to get it right and I wanted it to make sense. And again, knowing what I know now, where I was rehearsing it, I was making things worse. I was evoking emotions that didn't need to be evoked. And my mind thought I was in a situation where I wasn't. It thought I was in a really dangerous situation because I didn't like it and I was panicking even thinking about telling him. Well, I tried for about five or 10 minutes and the words wouldn't come out. And just before we went to bed, my mind and body, they came together and they decided if you want to tell him, we will absolutely yeah and that that was that was the breaking point um within seconds, I was on the lounge floor, I was on my hands and knees, hyperventilating, panicking beyond belief that I was going to die yeah i had been doing different things beforehand to control these emotions, listening to music. I like to call it my clean, clean music. Um, and I was just frantic. It was like a little frantic child running around in my head, sort of like, what do I have? Help! What do I do? What do I do? I don't know. Like cat in headlights, rabbit in headlights, whatever it is. I, I was every
1: emotion in the world just going around and thinking that life is about to die, but equal at the same time going. I, I'm glad this happened, but I'm, oh, uh, what's going yeah. on?
0: <laughs> and, and my husband just stood there looking at me like, what the fuck's going on? What what on earth? Because this was the first he'd heard about it. And and I'm trying to explain to him, yeah, this happens, and I can't breathe. But how do you say all that when you can't breathe and you're hyperventilating? And then that's kind of more pressure. And for for a few moments, I was like, I don't think I can get out of this. I, I think I'm gonna need an ambulance, but I, I can't. I and it was just sheer out of panic. Um and that's that moment seemed to go on for forever. It seemed like the longest moment in my life. Um, and when I managed to half calm down and explain it to him, he was just so shell-shocked that and and kind of hurt that I hadn't confided in him. Um but unfortunately, that kind of adds to it, doesn't it? Because yes. you're, that, you're yeah, trying to everything <laughs> you're dealing with and then you've got another dose of guilt on top,
1: yeah.
0: which makes it really bad. Um, so I spent three days pretty much crying the whole time, yeah. um, which from your story and from what I've heard from a lot of my clients is very typical of an amazing... Um, a major emotional release yeah. that is just it's just coming out um, and around my children I tried my absolute hardest to be normal to function to pretend I didn't want them picking up on it um, as I said my eldest son at the time was having his own issues and I didn't want him to I didn't want him to take on my problem. I didn't want him to look at me, look at what I was going through and then label himself and go through it as well. So I was very, very cautious to try and keep it, keep it hidden, which is incredibly difficult when you've been crushed and you can't do anything and you can't really go out. And I continued to do the school run Uh, in the car and I would be dying literally dying inside panicking the the place is like five minutes from here um quite often I would just drop them in the car and say oh I've got to go to the shops now I'm really busy because I couldn't get out of the car and walk the 50 yards to the gate and I didn't want to speak to anybody because I couldn't handle it um And then I would come home and I would put my clinking music on and I sat for about three months doing nothing but jigsaw puzzles. Um, Somebody, and I won't go into who, had uh, given me a load of puzzles as a distraction.
1: Yeah, I mean, just a, a quick question, really, anxiety is about the future. Depression is normally thinking about the past, anxiety is thinking about the future. But just listening to your conversation and knowing my own conversation and things that people have said to me, would would you agree that anxiety doesn't come from thinking about the future? It's about how having to control the future. So you want to be able to control the future. You talk about your son, you talk about everything else and it's about, you know, the future's coming, but you want to shape it instead of letting it go and just letting it do what it does. It's about you needing to control that future, your own future and, because especially as a parent, you're kind of you know I need to be the best for my kids. I need to be the best for my partner. I need to be the best for my friends. And you take all that that on. You take everybody else's on, and it's 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 breathing, isn't it? You know, you're, you're kind of giving, 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 and it's it becomes painful.
0: Yeah, Selfies absolutely.
1: Take a breath in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's the thing. Because yeah, a lot of people do say, oh, anxiety is fear of the future. It, it wasn't. It, it was a complete control thing. And I felt like I was completely out of control. Mm. And so I was scrambling with everything possible in the outer world to control it because I had no control on the inside. Mm. And, and as you say, yeah, I wanted to control. I wanted to make things better for my son. I wanted to know where i was going where they were going and i wanted to guide them like yeah literally i wanted to be writing our future and at that point i had zero idea of how to do it
1: you're on a quest with no map
0: no yeah and that was really hard and, and that's where a lot of um my other issues came in with the fear of flying I never ever had a fear of crashing It was the fear of the door shuts. I can't get off.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The fear of traffic jams that I developed. Um, Stuck in traffic. I can't get out. I can't control the situation. I can't make these cars disappear. Now, what I now know from our training is I can control how I physically react to it. And I can control the thoughts I have around it. But at that point, I didn't know anything. Yeah, didn't know any of it at all.
1: And I think sometimes, like the many podcast I did about suicide, where I said that <clears throat> a lot of people think suicide is about death, and actually, it's not. It's a massive wake-up call, and maybe everything that goes on when you get these anxiety and these panic attacks is kind of the universe, if you want to call it the universe or whatever, turning around and saying, "Actually, I'm giving you a lesson here because mm-hmm. I want you to succeed." And it's whether you you choose. Marissa talks a lot about choosing, doesn't it? It's whether I choose to go, actually, I'm in pain and not see that pain be a bad thing, just saying, actually, this isn't serving me and maybe I need to find another way. Um, Can I ask you a question on this? Because I'm really interested in your answer. I have, and I know a lot of people will hate me saying this. Having gone through what I've gone through, having listened to what you've said, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Um, but a lot of people say, it's good to talk. What's your thought on that phrase, it's good to talk? Given what you've gone through, if somebody said, it's good to talk, Tracy, you know, having talked about, what's your thoughts on it's good to talk? We know, yes, if you talk, but that's logical. I'm just wondering what you're what feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't particularly I, like it. It's good to get it no. better. but um,
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm a little bit on the fence on this one, or maybe on a seesaw. Um, I think talking to an extent is helpful. I think it's good to get the words out, get them out of your head to an extent. Um, It's good to know that you are not the only person that's going through this, and that if you talk to the right people, that there's hope to come out the other side where i don't really like the phrase and i don't see it as being particularly helpful is i don't think as such that talking is a cure no. i don't think it does much and if you talk about it too much you are just reliving it you're just going over and over and over it you're just now, and, you are just yeah what it already knows. <coughs> yeah familiar. i had um counseling i i went to the doctors um a few days after this happened knowing i didn't want medication yeah. now there was two reasons behind that the first reason was i was absolutely petrified of what medication could do to me Same here. um i'm not one for taking pills and potions unless I absolutely have to. So there was the fear in there. And although it was a very different issue, I'd had several friends who had suffered with postnatal depression who had gone on to, obviously, antidepressants. And I knew even at that point in my life that medication was a mask. Now, I'm not saying that nobody should take medication. This is just my personal opinion. I think if you're in a really bad way, and you don't have the strength and determination that I had deep within me, I think it's really good to level you out a little bit in order for you to go and find help, find what you need. Long-term, it was never intended for long-term use, these medications. It was never, ever intended for that. And, And the big problem I had is, as I say, I knew these people who had been on this medication for years and it got to the point where they wanted to come off of it. They felt they didn't need it anymore, but they had conditioned their mind to believe they needed it. And therefore there was a huge fear behind what if I stop taking it and what if it comes back? Yeah. Now it's going to come back because you've just put a plaster on that knife wound again.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to come back. And even if, for whatever reason, they've managed to change their lifestyle and everything else. They haven't, they haven't addressed it. And, and just thinking that might come back can bring it back. We know that. Would you agree?
1: Because it's quite interesting what you said, and I, and I agree with this, is that a lot of people know what they need to do. Oh, I'm going to go to the doctors. I'm going to take some pills. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do whatever it is. And they might even find yeah. out how that they do it they may join a gym they may join a class but I don't know if you asked this question but when the doctor said to me have some pills I went no I want to know why where has this come from why do Mm. I feel like this and I think that a lot of medications and a lot of other therapies maybe sometimes do concentrate on here's the outlying cause the panic attacks the breathlessness but they don't deal with where that came from because you weren't born with that were you I'm guessing that you didn't have panic attacks when you were little you know it's learned behavior isn't
0: it it is learned yeah Yeah. the same as I didn't have the fear of flying I mean my um my older brother he used to be petrified of flying and I used to be the one that comforted him never ever bothered me Mm. and that developed um a lot of people these days, I think well, there's there's two things. I think a they're conditioned to believe that medication is the only answer. Yeah. Um, and I've just completely forgotten what the other one was. It was just say,
1: yeah, not that the pharmaceutical industry is profiting from that at all. I mean, I'm no, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, no, that's, that's gone out of my head. <laughs> um, could you, could you quite quite
1: people. And I think that's really, I think that's really, really important. I think one of the things that when I speak to my clients, I'm sure you're the same, is that when they tell their story, especially about anxiety and, and depression and confidence, because we've both deal with those sort of stories, like mm. it's that the right people are people who have gone through it. And I even said to my doctor, I even said to psychologists that I saw, have you had a breakdown? Have you gone through it? I've got no degree, I've, but like you, I've got the best qualification ever yeah, <laughs> and I think that's I think that's really important that the right people are the people that really understand with mental health yeah. you know it's absolutely you know I don't know much about other subjects but there are other people who've gone through similar issues and they're the best people to deal with that I think that,
0: yeah I totally agree because as, you, as we said in the beginning if you've not been through it you don't know the same as we could um Empathise with a cancer patient.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank goodness neither of us have been through it, so we don't really know what it's like to wake up and think I'm dying. We we don't know what the treatment's like. We we know from people that we love and care about, and people we see on TV and everything else, but we've never experienced it. So that's where in, in that field, it's there those people's opportunity. To deal with
1: them this is where our experience lies yeah so i mean i think for me your what you've told me today has been really really powerful but if you were saying to somebody now who maybe is listening to this podcast and they're feeling the same they're feeling that lack of control that fear about the future controlling the future as tracy carroll now not as tracy carroll at rtt practitioner as tracy carroll what would you what would you say they they need to do what what advice would you give yourself if you were if you'd seen yourself what advice would you give
0: oh that's that's a tough one because now looking back as much as that was the most horrific time of my life i see it as a gift it was a learning opportunity it was a gift and I honestly believe I was meant to go through that so that I can now help people. Yeah. Um,
1: seems a bit twisted, but I actually I agree with It
0: 100%. is, it 99%. sounds weird and nobody the would ever Yeah, it's nobody would ever go, Oh yeah, I'd love to do that because it's horrible, it's scary and it's it's unbelievably oh, it's just awful and you you wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I do look back and think. I grew so massively from that. I don't think, and this isn't big headed, um, I don't think I did anything wrong. I've always had this, and, and this is where I've been very, very lucky, I've always had a really deeply ingrained determination. Okay? It was my biggest strong point. Um, and I ended up doing uh, having counselling for about 18 months. And I'm not going to knock it because it did help. Um, but my counsellor said to me, you were the most determined patient I've ever had because I wasn't going down like that. And so I can't even look back and go, do you know what, girl, you really wallowed in that or you shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. I did everything that I could to find the answer to to get better I pushed my boundaries I expanded my comfort zone I read a ton of books I listened to audios to podcasts um I did my literally I changed my diet I I literally I I can't look back and go oh yeah you really shouldn't have done that that was a waste of time because everything fit into the puzzle that has created who I am today Um, for the aspect of the, the length of time I was suffering god I wish I'd known about RTT because yeah. by the weekend I would have been cured um but yeah in hindsight it, I was meant to go down that book journey I was meant to have that path so what do you, what do you think of this
1: I, I, I'm listening to that I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to put something together in my mind that might give people hope but I was thinking about this if we want a flower or a plant or food or something to grow, we put crap on it, don't we? We put fertilizer on it. So <laughs> it is, if we don't look at it as a, a negative and we look at it as a positive and say, actually, you need to put some crap on the seed of your life to allow you to grow. And then like you said about podcasts and reading and getting help, that's just like the water, the feeding the nutrition because the last thing to, I can't remember who the phrase, this phrase is, but it said, the last thing to uh, come on a fruit tree mm-hmm. is the fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that maybe may help people to actually, this is fine. Allo- yeah. Self. I think allowing is probably allow as Cause as soon as you give away control, I know me personally, as soon as I, somebody gave me permission to say, you don't have to be in control. Actually, breathe in. takes mm. time for you, and I think that's yeah. what people need. People don't need people don't need advice to say you need to chill out, you need to do this. They probably they just need permission to go through what they're going through and know that they're loved and supported. Yeah. That just a kind word, or you've got this. If you need me, I'm yeah. here. Absolutely, yeah. is probably. The, the the bit that you need you know that's that's the water on top of that seed when you're wallowing in all the crap you know that probably is it and if you agree with that but
0: yeah definitely i mean i um after all this happened probably about two years ago um i actually kind of just stumbled on this um picture of a butterfly and it's reason why uh business logo I was actually a half a butterfly because I really felt that growing up as I say I felt very um, inadequate very weak um very ugly and just I suppose most teenagers feel like it anyway but I, I, I felt like the ugly duckling and then all this happened and obviously it was a lot later in life it wasn't in my, my teens or early 20s but I kind of felt like I'd been the caterpillar the ugly slimy just as I was there was nothing impressive about me nothing special about me and then the period of the breakdown was when it all went dark for me the chrysalis yes and and now having spread my wings and come out of that chrysalis I realized it was the chrysalis and it was helping to make me Mm. so I would say to anybody who's going through something like this is yes, one allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, okay. Um, one of the big things that my counselor said to me, and she said, What's the worst thing that can happen? and I was like, I'll pass out and I'll die. And she said, When you pass out, if because we were talking about my breathing, I can't breathe, that's the way that my anxiety used to manifest. She's the worst thing that will happen is you will hyperventilate and you will pass out and then your breathing will regulate and you'll come back round. She said, you're not going to die. And that's what I just want to tell people is that you may be in that dark chrysalis place, but just allow it and take the lesson. and Know that that is going to break open at some point and you are going to emerge this beautiful butterfly and, and you literally are going to soar after that because it goes back to the whole plant, isn't it? Yeah. You, it's all beneath the soil and you think it's dark and nothing's happening and then it blossoms, it grows. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's always hope that light will come.
1: And I think with, I think with the, I think the butterfly analogy is really good because I read somewhere that while the caterpillars going through, it's in the chrysalis, it's going through that metamorphosis. Yeah. Um, if you were to open the chrysalis without the butterfly having time to properly develop it, it, it will die. So yeah. it has to go through that pain. And I think from the podcast we had last time, and I absolutely now believe this from hearing your story is that when we talk about death, I don't think it is death in regards to what the physical death, I don't think it's about physical death. No, I think it's, I think it's about, the emotional death, I think, is the the person who you are inside needs to die to be reborn. And when you yes. when you read a lot of scriptures, and when if you take the, the Jesus story about the fact he died and then he was he 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 rose again, mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that that is a metaphor. There's loads of stuff in scriptures in Sanskrit that talk yeah. about this kind of phoenix from the flames, where so you're rising out of the ashes, rising out, yes, yes. So yeah. I, I think if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking, Oh my God, I just want to die. I can't embrace that. Absolutely love it. Because if you, if you say to your mind, Oh, I get it. It's not a physical death. It's you're putting me through some pain because actually at the end, things are going to be amazing. Just that yes. slight shifting thought, that slight angle on your problem yeah. empowers you. And I think it's about empowerment rather than, Definitely. and as soon as you yes. empower yourself and give yourself, that freedom just to have pain and that freedom to go, actually, this is just part of my growth. It's part of my journey. You know, um, if you want to climb a mountain, it's not easy. You know, no, I you, know, know that. Can either, you can either, you can either, yeah, you did Snowden. So you actually did it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I truly believe that. And I think maybe that's a message that we can get out that if people are feeling that pain, they're feeling like they just want to die and they want to curl up, just kind of give, allow yourself to know that you're doing great and, You'll get, you'll get through it, and seek seek the right help. Seek the- yeah, and
0: I, th- I think a lot of people when they feel like that, it's because they feel like it's never going to end. Yeah. Um, and if somebody said to all of those people who feel like that, who feel like this is never going to end, oh, well, I just want to end it. I can't feel like this anymore. If everybody said, "Do you know what? You've only got twenty four more hours, and you're going to feel wonderful." People would hang on. Yeah. Because people would be like, I can endure this, I can't live like this forever. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the, the most important thing to remember is nothing lasts forever.
1: No. And you're you are in you are empowered. You just have to empower yourself to just know. Yeah, that. you've just got to empower yourself. And enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Enjoy it. Definitely. Cool. Do you know what? I've really enjoyed this. Um, I think, even though I've done a lot of work on myself, I think it's really nice to know that we're not different.
0: No, you know, you're all the same.
1: For God's sake, you know, you're miles away, you're female. And, and that's why we call this podcast Men Are From Mars. And I uh, Men Are From Manchester and Women Are From Manchester. <laughs> because we're all human beings and actually people aren't alone. I think it's about allowing. I think let's forget it's good to talk allow yourself to wallow in that pain allow yourself to wallow in the crap because the more you wallow the better that flower is going to grow eventually i think that would be just don't stay there too long but don't stay there too long yeah okay so let's think of an inspiring quote so last podcast we're going to put this in um i have my quote so tell me about an inspiring quote what is the quote that you kind of go to what's your go-to quote when you think about you know what spreading your wings like that butterfly and soaring high what's your okay
0: well there are quite a few that i really like and it depends on my mindset at the time and, and obviously the situation but one that i really like is by henry ford and it says when everything seems to be going against you remember the airplane takes off against the wind not with it yeah and I've got a really good connection to that obviously being the fact that I developed a fear of flying it kind of just I kind of get it Um, and it's there's my dog again he has to feature on every podcast
1: he's he's featured in every podcast so far
0: yeah so he just has to have his little words Um, what I love about this is you can look at it from so many different angles and, and it's basically saying that Even when everything feels like it's going against you and nothing is working right, that doesn't mean it's wrong. And it's again back to that chrysalis. Just because it's dark and scary doesn't mean that you're not going to emerge that beautiful butterfly. It doesn't mean that if you're to be somebody, if you're to be happy, that you have to have the most peaceful, perfect life. It it, it doesn't mean that he's kind of saying, you know what? It doesn't matter what the odds are. You can prevail. You can come out of this and be a stronger, better, healthier, happier person. That's what I take from that quote, and I just love it. And and the fact that it's sort of talking about the airplane just kind of reminds me that, you know what? You're meant to be up there. It's good. It's it's fine. You're safe. Um, And while you can control your mind. You
1: don't need to be controlling the plane. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, that's why they have autopilot on planes. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, I, I I've really enjoyed today's podcast. Um,
0: Thank
1: you. I I would love um, if if people want to talk about this, pop over to our Facebook page, talking underscore minds um, on Facebook. So that's talking underscore minds. That's the one that's at the bottom, not in the middle. Um, yeah, we'd really love to hear. People's own stories to see whether they've found some sort of connection. Cause as we know, we wanna find connection, avoid rejection. One yeah. of the rules of the mind. Um, so yeah. Thank you, Tracy. I've really enjoyed this and actually I, I I connect to your story on so many levels, and I'm hoping that there's gonna be listeners out there that are listening to this podcast that can go, Oh wow. So there is hope.
0: There is hope. There's always
1: hope. You're just in the chrysalis if you're having a tough... Exactly. I always say, while there's
0: air in your lungs, there's hope in your
1: heart. Absolutely. And on that, I think we should end it there. So thank you, everybody. Um, Keep an eye on the podcast. We're going to be doing some more. Tracy and I have done our our two podcasts now. um, And we're going to have some... We've got two amazing guests coming up um, that myself and Tracy have been working with. Um, It's not just going to be all on mental health but it is going to be on mindset so uh we've got a couple of amazing guests that are coming on um in the next month or so so have a great day everybody and um remember to uh let your friends know about this share this with as many people as you can because you could just save a life and you could help that person come out of their chrysalis and become an amazing butterfly so absolutely
0: bye-bye thank you everyone bye-bye If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.